Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. As you all know and have experienced, we're one week out from completing the uh, fast that we ended on last Friday, Good Friday. And this past week, the Lord really was just reminding me of um, a message or just some characters from the Bible that were life-changing for me. And I think it was really because of the posture of fasting and prayer that the Lord just kind of reminded me of something that He had said to me many, many, many years ago. And so I wanted to just share um, this story with you. And it is the story of two people who are relatively obscure, Um, And their names are Bezalel and Aholiab. And I just want to read a couple of verses of scripture from Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 6. And then I'll talk about it a little bit later. But Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 6. And it reads, The Lord spoke to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with my spirit, with ability, intelligence, and knowledge in every kind of craft to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood in every kind of craft. Moreover, I have appointed with him Aholiab, son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan, and I have given skill to all the skillful, so that they may make all that I have commanded them. And so, what's going on here? This is again Exodus chapter 31. And so, let me just say this, from Exodus chapter 1 all the way up to chapter 24, let's just call it the Moses and Aaron show. And I know that's kind of terrible, right? But it is. It's Moses and Aaron. As you guys know, in the first 18 chapters, it's the plight of the Hebrew people in Egypt and then their exodus out of Egypt. Chapter 19, God establishes his covenant with Israel. Chapter 20, of course, is where we get the Ten Commandments. Moses is on Mount Sinai. And then chapters 21 through 24, God gives a series of judgments, regulations, regulations, moral and religious, and the ratification of the covenant and all of that. And then we get to 25, and something really strange happens in 25. In chapter 25, God instructs Moses to have the children of Israel build him a tabernacle, right? Because now they're still in the wilderness. And so this is a tabernacle. In essence, it's a tent. It's a portable house of worship or a portable place of worship. And God instructs um, them in chapter 25 to build this tabernacle. But then verses 25 through 31, God gives specific details and instructions on how he wants this tabernacle built. And so as well as all the furnishings that need to go in it, including the Ark of the Covenant. Right. And so now that brings us to 
our focal text. So here it is. God gives these specific instructions. This includes everything from the table of showbread, the curtains, the golden lampstands, the inner court, the outer court, the veil, the bronze altar. You you get it. You get the point. The point is God leaves nothing to the imagination in terms of building his tabernacle and all of the furnishings. All right. And here's why. Because the tabernacle represents the place where God dwells. The tabernacle will represent the presence of God. And so, as I said, this brings us to our focal text, which is Exodus 31 verses 1 through 6. And Bezalel and Aholiab are two of my favorite characters in the entire Bible. And I'm sure you're asking yourself, why? Tony, why is that? Well, let me just tell you, and I'll see if you can Agree with me by the end of this podcast. But first, they're not household names. And I would venture to say, right, when you think of characters in the Bible, Bezalel and Holiab just don't jump off the page to you. As a matter of fact, most of you have probably never even heard of them. Certainly, we've heard of Moses and we've heard of Aaron, and they're very prominent figures in the Old Testament and certainly in Exodus and certainly in the first five books of the Bible. But in terms of household names, Bezalel and Holiab are not household names. And so out you know, and so outside of Exodus, Bezalel's name only occurs once in the book of Chronicles where they give a genealogy. A holy name doesn't occur anywhere outside of Exodus in relation to building the tabernacle. And so this lets me know one thing. And it lets me know that I don't have to be famous. You and I don't have to be famous or prominent people for God to know who we are. In Exodus 31 verse 2, God says, see, I have called by name Bezalel. And here's what really blesses me about this. The name Bezalel means in the shadow of God. And so what God is saying here is God is saying, hey, Bezalel, no longer are you going to have to be in the shadows. No longer are you going to be in the shadows. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pull you front and center so that my gifts can be on full display. The gifts that I placed inside of you can be on full display and people will see you in me. And if that doesn't make you shout, I don't know what is. And then Exodus 30, what does or what will? Exodus 31 and 6, and it says, moreover, I have appointed with him a holy ab. Now, here's the other thing that just blew me away about a holy ab. The name of holy ab means tent of the father, small f, lowercase f. And isn't that just like our God, right? That he will call somebody by name to help build uh, who's to whose name means tent of the father, lowercase f, to help build and be second in command to build the tent of God, the father with the capital F, right? Just blows me away. And what it lets me know is that God does all things well. Everything that God does is perfectly orchestrated to accomplish his will, right? So he takes a man, Bezalel, whose name means in the shadow of God. He gives him a lieutenant named the holy, which means tent of the father. And so you put that together and God is saying, I'm going to take you out of the shadows and a man who's used to making tents for earthly people, I'm going to use to make a tent for me, for my house where, where, where my, where my presence will dwell. And so God personally appointed these two men to do his work. These, these two seemingly obscure men. However, when God initiates a product, a project, when God initiates a work, God knows exactly who he wants to appoint to help accomplish what he desires to accomplish. 
And so that's the first reason. The other reason that I love Bezalel and Aholiab is that they were people who were excellent at what they did. They had excellent reputations in their chosen professions and their chosen professions. And how do we know in verses three through five, the Bible says, and I have filled him talking about Bezalel with my spirit, with ability, intelligence and knowledge and every kind of craft to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver and bronze in the cutting of stones for setting and in carving wood and in every kind of craft. So in essence, what God was saying is everything that I need, everything that I need to accomplish the building of the tabernacle and all of his furnishings I placed already inside of Bezalel. But then he goes on to say with the holy app and then he says, and I have given skill to all the skillful so that they may make all that I have commanded you talking to Moses. Right. So it's very clear that Bezalel and Aholiab had these natural abilities. But this is what I love. When God adds his spirit to our natural abilities, then we now have these super So God adds his super to our natural. And now we have this supernatural ability to do things beyond what we normally could do, to have skills and knowledge and intelligence above what we normally would do. God adds his super to it. And then all of a sudden, wow, we're able to do things that we couldn't even fathom, that we couldn't even have imagined. And so what I love here is that Bezalel and the Holy App, they were artisans, they were craftsmen, and they were faithfully performing their work. They were doing what they needed to be doing. They were taking care of their business on a daily basis. They were taking care of their families, handling their business, doing what were considered what would be considered mundane tasks. But then what happens? Then God says, suddenly God shows up and says, I am looking for someone who is specifically has the task that I need to accomplish the work that I, I need to have done. And that's just what I love. And so you may be asking, but how does this apply to me in 2022? Quite simply, right now, many of us may be educators. We may be scientists. We may be lawyers, accountants. We may be military personnel, business owners. And yes, even full-time students, right? Or retirees even. Whatever it is that we're doing, God is saying that whatever you're involved in, whatever your vocation, whatever it is right now that you're doing, your business, your profession, your schooling, you're living your retirement and doing the things that you love to do and that you choose to do on a daily basis. Whatever it is that you're doing at this very moment, ostensibly those mundane things, the day-to-day things that you do on a daily basis. What Bezalel and the Holy App remind me of is let's do them with the same excellence, the same dedication, the same commitment, the same expertise that Bezalel and Aholiab must have exhibited in their work. So that when God gets ready to build a tabernacle amongst the people in our lives, amongst the people in the communities that we serve, God will say, hey, I have called Put your name there. I have called, put your name there and I have filled him. I have filled her with my spirit, with ability, with intelligence, with knowledge. Right. So that whatever it is that God needs to get done, God says, I can count on you because I've seen you faithful in what you're doing right now. What you put your hands to the plow to do. You have been faithful. Faithful. 
And there's just so much that we can learn from Bezalel and Aholiab. But primarily what we learn from these gentlemen is that we must must be faithful in our current positions, in our current situations, in our current careers, in our current jobs, in our current status, whatever it is, regardless of whether we receive accolades or praise from men, we must know that right where we are right now, that we have been appointed to do what we're doing by God. Because you see, God sees our dedication and our commitment. And I'm so reminded of the scripture that says, when you're faithful over the little, then God can bless you with the much. But just like Bezalel and Holiab, we might not ever become household names. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say most of us will never be household names. But nevertheless, when God calls us to an incredible work, a work that he desires for us to do, he will endow us with his Holy Spirit to give us the super to our natural. So now we have this supernatural ability to accomplish everything that God desires to accomplish through us. And just like Bezalel and Holiab, we will be chief artisans. We will be chief craftsmen. We will be chief craftswomen for orchestrating the building of God's tabernacle, whatever that looks like. And it not is not necessarily a physical tent, but a tabernacle, whatever it is, the place where God dwells, the atmosphere where God dwells, the thing that God desires to accomplish. We will be the chief artisans. We will be the chief craftsmen, the chief craftswomen who are responsible for orchestrating this building building of the tabernacle, the place where God dwells for God's glory. And so that's what encourages me. That's what inspires me that sometimes we wonder, sometimes I wonder, God, are you in this? But I promise you, and I've heard this said before, but I've seen it in my life. And if you reflect and you think back on it, I'm sure you've seen it in your life as well, where we've heard the saying, there's nothing wasted in God's economy. Sometimes it seems like, God, why do you have me in this position? Why am I doing this thing? This is really not what I'm supposed to be doing. If you're doing it, do it well, because I'm so reminded where the scripture says, and so whatever you do in word or deed, do it all as unto God and not unto men, because then God will give a suddenly, hey, I have called, put your name there, and I need you to build my tabernacle. And that's where that faithful work that God sees us doing, God will say, I know you've been faithful over this, and I can trust you to elevate you to do something great for me. So remember, family. Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.